Our guest speaker was to have been a Mr. Adolf Eichmann. <laughs> However, Mr. Eichmann has an indefinite booking in the Middle East. <laughs> That's showbiz. <laughs> so, in his stead, we have a lovely young lady from the State Hygienic Board, Mrs. Phyllis Carswell. Her subject will be sex play among our children between six and nine, and again between nine and midnight. <laughs> Sport fans, Biff Burns back again in the Sportlight Spotlight. And my guest tonight, a young man who has been a credit to the boxing game for over 20 years. A young man who was recently called by Ring Magazine, one of America's boxers. <laughs> I'd like to introduce him to you now, ladies and gentlemen, Killer Carlin. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Biff. It's a pleasure to be on your crummy show. <laughs> thank you, Killer. Listen, uh, could you tell me, Killer, how your fabulous boxing career started? Well, I started boxing as a kid in uh, my neighborhood, in the Lower East Side in New York. One day I was sitting at home, my mother asked me to take the garbage out. So I punched her in the mouth. <laughs> my old man seen it, he says, kid, you got a good right hand. How would you like to make a little money in a fight game? So I made my decision. Then we went into training. Of course, we didn't have a lot of money at that time. We had to keep my mother on as a sparring partner. That didn't work out too good, though. She kept falling out of the wheelchair. Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, it's a fabulous beginning, killer. A fabulous beginning. Do you recall your first fight? Oh, sure. That was against Slugger Hogan. Used to call him the Mad Mick. Oh, yeah. He had quite an impressive record, as I recall. Yeah, he did have quite a record. I think he did 15 years at Leavenworth. <laughs> Picked him up in Sweden for boxing in the nude. Oh, that's a terrible charge. But do you recall now that night of the first fight, your first professional fight, killer? Oh, I certainly do. I remember that. I can never forget it. The lights were shining down. The crowd was out there and were yelling. I threw a left and a right, a left and a right, a couple of more combinations, a couple of lefts and then a right, and an uppercut and a left and a right and an uppercut like that. It was great. Then Hogan came out of the dressing room, down the aisle, and into the ring, and the fight started. <laughs> but uh, we got our signals a little crossed there, you know. Everybody's falling down all over the ring. Nobody's throwing any punches, they're just falling down. Even a referee took a dive just to be on the safe side. Sure. Never know who's in the audience. One of the shortest boxing matches in history, as I recall, Killer. Yeah, that's right, just 30 seconds. Just time enough to move a couple of Gillette razors and a few blades, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. now, Killer, you have had over 220 professional boxing matches. That many, huh? Yes, that many. <laughs> and you have uh, yet to win one. No, that's not true. That's not true. I won a fight back in 1947. Look, uh, Killer, before we sign off tonight, I wonder if you have a few words of wisdom to pass along to the kids that are watching us on Coast to Coast TV tonight. They may want to be boxers, too. Oh, well, that's fine. Kids, if you want to be boxers, the main thing you got to remember at all times, stay physical. You know, it's very important. Get the proper food, balanced diet, get eight hours sleep every night, and get good exercise. And above all, don't let your body rot. You know, a lot of kids have a tendency to let their bodies rot, you know? Rotten little kids is what you are. I know, you a bunch of rotten uh, kids. Good night, sport fans, good night. <laughs> There's another type of television show that comes on your screen every afternoon. It's directed primarily toward the children. And they call them, of course, kiddie shows. People come out with, you know, insipid sayings and funny hats. We'd like to give you our version of a children's show for hip kiddies. And we call it Captain Jack and Jolly George. Hi, kids, it's time for Captain Jack, that's me! And Jolly George, that's me! Hey, 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 what a show we got for you today! Oh, boy, we always have a good show for you, don't we, kids? Not like watching that square old Miss Dingling or anything yeah. like that, huh? Hey, kids, 
Kids, remember yesterday on Cartoon Time? Yeah, yeah. We left Clarabelle the Clown and Hermie the Hermaphrodite all hung up in the back room. <laughs> you see, what they were trying to do, they tried to hide the booze before Clarabelle's mommy came in. Yeah. Hey, now how about you kids out there? You managed to get the booze hidden before mommy staggers home? Oh, let's watch that now. Mommy don't want to see you getting smashed, too. Tell you what to do, kids. You watch and see where Daddy hides his booze, and then you put yours in the same place. And then if she finds it, he gets busted, not you, see? Yeah. It's so much fun seeing Daddy get all hung up like that. Yeah. Hey, kids. Kids, today, today is absolutely the last day to send for your Cat and Jack and Jolly George Jr. junkie kit. You've got to have this kit. Oh, boy. You've got to have it. And why is this the last day? I'll tell you why, kids. We were down at Tijuana, and our dealer has been busted by the fuzz. So we're running just a little short of this stuff, kids, I tell you. Now, of course, this is pure heroin you get. I mean pure heroin. No milk, sugar, no preservative, no flour added. It is dynamite. I'll tell you, kids. Captain Jack and I shared a half a bag, shot it up just before the show. I'll tell you, I'm twisted, kids. Look, look at my eyes, huh? One taste. One taste, kids, and I'm stoned. Now, of course, in the kit, you also get a U.S. Army surplus 12cc hyper. Needle. That's right. And you get a genuine Rogers Silverware 1812 bent spoon. Yeah, that's to mix the fix, kids. And that spoon. Yeah, hey, he knows. Huh? Sure thing. And I'll tell you what, kids, that spoon is available in modern, traditional, provincial, or rosemead. Yeah. Make sure you specify which pattern you want when that's you send right. in, kid. And of course, you get 3,669 feet of rubber tubing to wrap around your arm, get that vein yeah. out there. That's, that's it out there. Hey, that's important. Yeah. Hey, not only that, kids, you know what else you get? You get a 30-day supply of cotton to keep the spike clean. You know, don't want to get an abscessed vein. You know, Captain Jack, we had a lot of letters from kids. They're shooting up with a dirty spike and they're getting an abscessed vein. Oh, now kids, I'll tell you what you do. You keep that spike clean. And when you see that big bluish purple splotch creeping up your arm, kid, it's time to switch to the main vein. Right back there, kid. That's it, kid. Now, for the first 250 kids that send in for their kit, you're going to get a bonus and that bonus is... A genuine 8 by 10 autographed glossy picture of Alexander King. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And hang it right beside Mummy's picture. Yeah. Okay. Now, here, for your kit, you send to Cat and Jack and Jolly George, Kara Pusher, Hollywood 28, California. In New York, call Withdrawal Symptoms 58964. Okay, kids, it's time for milk. Milk oh. drinking time on the Cat and Jack and Jolly George show. Gotta drink your milk with us, kids. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's good. Now, don't forget, kids, you never outgrow your need for milk. You keep asking mommy for milk. It's amber colored and it comes in a tall brown bottle with a picture of a white horsey on it. Yeah. Kids. You love it. You love it. Now, this is for the little girls. Oh, 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 yeah. Little boys, out of the room. Little girls only. That's right. Today is your next to last day to send for your Lolita kit. That's right. You see, in this kit, you get, of course, an autographed picture of Vladimir Nabokov and the original Lolita. Hey, yeah, and I'll tell you, also get a little instruction booklet in there, girls. And you know something? If you girls read those instructions and do the exercises prescribed, <laughs> that's kind of fun in itself, girls. I'll tell you what, in just two weeks, you'll be walking and talking and acting like girls twice your age. And you can pick up a little cash after school. You know? Yeah! Why not? Okay, kids, as we do every day, we want to leave you with our thought for the day. Above all, don't, don't forget, forget to pray. pray. Night, kiddies. Any shift in our foreign policy is evidenced many times by the motion pictures you see on your television screen. For instance, during World War II, we were motivated by chauvinistic and nationalistic purpose, and we had some great war films. Uh, today, our policy has changed. We have the United Nations, and we're living with the threat of the bomb. So we'd like to show you two motion pictures, one as it would have been filmed during World War II, the other as it would be filmed today. The World War II film is first, the scene somewhere in the South Pacific on a Japanese-held island. 
Babe Ruth stinks. Hey, Lieutenant, you hear what the enemy said about the babe? You hear that? Dirty, rotten, slimy, sneaky, low-down, sniveling, yellow-bellied... Ah! Jap? German? Italian? Who else we fighting? Easy. <laughs> Must be somebody else. Easy, boy. Right, There's sir. a lot of them out there. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. You can't see them, no. but they're out there. Uh -huh. Hey! Hey, Sarge, it's me, Bob. I'm wounded. Help me! Hey, Lieutenant, that sounds like Bob out there, like we ought to help him or something, like he's in trouble. Now, wait a second. That could be the enemy. How tricky they are. Yeah. You know... Orientals have trouble pronouncing words where the letters R in them. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's ask them a question with a lot of R's in it. What, what was the name of that game we used to play when we were kids, the ring thing? Oh, I know, I know. I got it. What's the name of the children's game where everyone forms a circle and dances around the one in the middle? Lingle on the lousy. <laughs> well, that's what we called it in my neighborhood. I realized that, Sergeant Wong. <laughs> You know, we're in a, a heck of a spot here. Yeah. Surrounded on all sides, outnumbered at least 10 to 1, just two of us left. Sergeant? Yeah? Do we surrender? Or do we attack? Lieutenant, we launch our own frontal assault. We go get one for Goldberg, we get one for O'Brien, one for Terrazini, one for Drombowski, one for Peterson, and one for Robinson. We get one so we can have chocolate sodas all over America, and we get one for Mom. You hear that? You hear that? Let's get one for Philip Wiley's mother! Yeah, yeah, Come on! Yeah, yeah. Over the top! Let's go, everybody! Get him! Well, that's the way it would have been during World War II. Now, today, as I say, our policy has changed, and that film would come out on your theater screen looking something like this. Mickey Mantle's a sucker for a curveball. Hey, that boy's been reading Sports Illustrated. Yes, they're very well informed, the adversary. I don't think we should ever underestimate them. In fact, they've taken...